Blog Talk Radio. This program has been made possible by Weatherby Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest. Weatherby Asset Management is dedicated to providing exceptional wealth management services by forming partnerships built on trust, understanding, and thoughtful advice. For more than 20 years, they've been offering objective perspective, personalized planning, and sophisticated investment management to individual investors and families, as well as pension plans, foundations, and endowments. Contact them at www.weatherby.com. Weatherby Asset Management, located in San Francisco and New York City. Thank you for watching. My name is Amina Daherty, and I am your host. Welcome to week two of Young Women Speak Out, a six-week program that is being broadcasted by the Sylvia Global Media Network to elevate the voices of young women from around the world doing really cool and important work. Um, if you caught the show last week, as I mentioned, the young Women Speak Out is a six-week program, and I will be speaking to young feminist activists from across Africa and the Caribbean that have found ways to bring together their work on women's rights and social justice work together with their creative passions for the arts. Last week, we had an incredible show with Spectra Speaks from Nigeria talking about media activism. If you happen to miss the show, you can download it or you can watch it, I'm sorry, at the Sylvia Global um, YouTube channel. And this week, I'm really excited to be talking about some um, Feminist Leadership with Purity Kagwiria from Kenya, from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, but before we get started on the show, just a couple things to remind everyone once again. The show is being streamed live um, on the Sylvia Global website, which is www.sylviaglobal.com. You can catch it on the Sylvia Global YouTube channel. And if you happen to miss the show, there will be a podcast uploaded on Blog Talk Radio. Um, that you can listen to in the coming week. Um, again, everyone, please stay engaged with the show. We really like it when people tweet to us and people write to us. So you can tweet directly at me, at SheRoxLox, S-H-E-R-O-X-L-O-X, using the hashtag YoungWomenSpeakOut. Or you can, pay, you can post questions in the Facebook event um, or right below um, via YouTube. So please do keep engaged with us. We're really excited to see um, and hear from all of you. So as I said, really excited to have my friend Purity joining me from Nairobi. Um, Purity and I have known each other for a very long time, and I'm really, really moved by the amazing work she's doing. So I'm, I'm so pleased that she's able to share that with us today. She is the director of the Young Changemakers Program at Akili Dada, and passionate about girls' education and women's rights. So, Purity, over to you to introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Purity Aze, Amina Aseit. I work uh, at Akili Dada, which is based in Kenya. I identify as a young feminist act activist. And in my day-to-day -day, uh, work, I work to build spaces, create spaces for young women 
to not only be able to participate at decision making spaces, but also just have a voice and find themselves in their day-to-day -day life and know that, you know, you, you can make mistakes and still pick yourself up and move on with life. So in my work here at Akili Dada, I largely work with the girls in high school. My program um, targets girls who are in high school. And uh, one of the things we do with them is um, a lot of uh, leadership uh, training. And this leadership is um, because Akili Dada identifies as a leadership incubator. We want to tell these girls that there, there is a leader in all of us. And because mm -hmm. in our space here in Africa, leadership has really been constrained around, around um, political leadership. We say it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a leader in the political sphere. You can be a leader anywhere. I mean, just whether it's in your class, in your village, wherever you are, you can be a leader. So to give you a background about, sorry, about keep Akili right, Dada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, so Akili Dada is a, an organization based in Kenya, as I have said before, that has been in existence since 2006. And uh, we work with young women who are from a challenged background. And in our thinking, we believe that these young women have the best solution for their situations from where they come from. And so we invest in these young women to build them as future leaders for so, uh, largely our African continent and you know the world over. This we do through uh, a making a financial investment, and uh, this we do through scholarships, giving scholarships to bright, needy girls in high mm -hmm. school. We also do um, host a fellowship program which we also make the financial uh, um, financial investment by giving a seed grant for young women who are out of high school mm -hmm. to uh, pursue any social idea, social change ideas that they may have. So we I have a question. I have one question for you, Purity, because it sounds like really exciting work, but how do people access Dada. I mean, if you're a young woman that has dropped out of school or, you know, is, is just looking for a space where they can meet other young women or access mentors, how do people find Dada? So there are many ways of finding Dada. One of them is through the schools that we work in for the girls who are in high school. For the young women who are out of high school, you find Dada basically by just walking into our space. We have a very open office where people walk in every day, and of course we use a lot of social media to tell people what we are doing. And in Kenya, in the recent uh, past, we've really built a profile for ourselves. So mm -hmm. we've been featured in the media, a lot of people are aware of this organization that is addressing needs of young women. And because we are also, we've also really been focused on education excellence, a lot of the times our girls will be among the top, you know, students in the country, and this raises our profile. So mm -hmm. I would say finding a key leader is pretty easy because our reputation precedes us. Right. So tell me about, you know, your everyday. Tell me what an, a regular day is like for you at the office. You come in. You know, what are the things that you're doing at Akili Dada? 
So, uh, on a regular day, this, uh, I think, depends on a lot of things. So sometimes <laughs> it, it would mean just me sitting at my computer and responding or, um, uh, you know, interacting with the mentors. Mm -hmm. And the mentors of Akilidada are women in various spheres of life who feel that they have something to give back to the community. And this giving back is through mentoring the young girls who are in school. So what we will do is ask uh, people to sign up as mentors. We have a very simple online form where you fill in a few details about yourself. And that's where we can connect with you. Once we've connected to the mentor, we will then uh, be able to assign them a mentee, I will plan the school visit, and, uh, you know, coordinate the mentors and the students to me. So mm -hmm. I could spend one day doing that. Mm -hmm. Other things I do, we are currently involved in um, Adobe Youth Voices uh, program, which is under the Global Fund for Children, uh, who is one of our funders. So sometimes I'll spend my time shooting videos with the girls that we work with, and then there will also be quite some bit of editing of the mm -hmm. things that we are doing, which are largely based around various uh, activities of um, young women. These videos are largely shot by the young girls who we have in school. Mm -hmm. I also spend my time sometimes visiting the, the girls in the school to keep track of what they are doing, how they are performing, especially the ones who are in high school, we are very focused on academic excellence. And this mm -hmm. is because we believe if you come from a Egypt background, one of the keys to your success, or rather to a better life, is getting quality education. And this is what our scholarships offer. Give a girl from an needy family, sorry, a quality education in her life, not only her life actually, her families, her village, mm -hmm. will be changed based on this one girl who has gotten quality education. Mm -hmm. So Akili Dada has been around since 2006 and you've been slowly nurturing this leadership program. What would you say is your proudest moment? I, 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 have, I have had very, quite a number of them. Some of them are subtle as we picked a girl say, this week and when I see her next week you can see the, the sparkle you know, in her eyes. She feels like she belongs. Mm -hmm. And then seeing that same girl a couple of years down the lane when she has done her national exam and she's come, you know, top of the 1% of the people who sat for that exam, this, the excitement on these girls, like, um, you know, the excitement on their faces and just knowing, you know, I have done something that can be seen. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. I've had some humbling moments going to visit these girls and seeing where they do come from, that has been very humbling. Because it's been a bit, I mean, when you see how humble the, their backgrounds are and how well they have done for themselves, you feel proud and humble at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, one of the things um, that I that I've wanted to ask you, you know, right from the very beginning when you introduced yourself, you said you identify as an African feminist, and we've been talking a lot um, so far about leadership. Um, one of the questions that I've been thinking about and also something that um, has come through over social media is, you know, how do we define feminist leadership? What is that? How is that different from just leadership in general? So the way I define it for myself, I think 
is a, a leadership that is very inclusive and participatory, where I never have to feel that I'm higher than, say, one of the girls in my program. Mm -hmm. I want them to learn every day from me as I learn from them. They mm -hmm. have things to offer. I have, you know, lessons to offer as well. So my definition of feminist leadership is literally let us hold hands together. Mm -hmm. We are in this journey together. We all mm -hmm. bring something to the table. That, that, that's really, really great, and also in line with a lot of the things that I've been reading. And one of the things that I wanted to do with this show is really um, also share resources that people can access around, you know, just, you know, talking about what feminist leadership is, what can we read, you know, who's out there that we can look and say, you know, yes, this person is a feminist leader, and, and you know, we, we really want to kind of emulate who they are and what they're doing. And one of the texts that I've been reading is called Feminist Leadership for Social Transformation, Clearing the Conceptual Cloud. And it's by Srilata um, Batliwala from CREA. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that you have also done a little bit of work with, with CREA. Um, yeah. And one of the things that Srilata says is, for every great feminist leader we can think of from anywhere in the world, past and present, they have one thing in common. She led by challenging and disturbing the status quo. Would you agree with that? Why or why not? <laughs> well, I do. I, I would agree with that. And, and speaking from just my own setting here in Kenya, just naming yourself feminist is already a challenge that you have to battle with. Because they mm -hmm. see that. I mean, you already know. People think about uh, feminists as, you know, man-haters. And you know how in this context it, it, it looks it's important to, you know, to like men. <laughs> for example, or be married. Just mm -hmm. the fact that for a long time we've all been named, you know, through mm -hmm. our fathers, we all belong to our fathers. And in this country, in Kenya, for example, I w until the year 2010, I, for example, could not pass on citizenship to my child. Mm -hmm. You know, until we had a new constitution and this has changed now. So, such things, for example, just navigating the space of how how do you present your ideas and your ideology to people without them labeling you all these things is mm -hmm. a challenge in itself. And I so have these have these kinds of conversations come up with the young women that, that you work with? And if so, what are some of the questions they've been asking? Yes, actually, that's a very interesting question. So this last weekend we were holding um, a leadership academy mm -hmm. where we discussed various things. One of them, which was uh, deconstructing gender, mm -hmm. and uh, my colleague was facilitating that session. And some of the things that came up was, for example, you know, this world would be at a much better place were it not that uh, Eve ate the fruit at uh, the garden. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's well, right? <laughs> and this whole conversation of just realizing these girls at a very young age are are starting to think that as women, we are the problem. We need to apologize mm. for being here, you know? And so just hearing that conversation to actually we all have equal rights to be here. So we watched uh, this uh, very interesting um, uh, TED, TED video by Chimamanda. The one oh, I love that TED <laughs> Yes. And that, I'm telling you, that capped the discussion. Everyone was like, oh, 
where now they have a woman, another woman facilitating around more issues around the constitution. So what we are going to do is uh, share this um, uh, video. First of all, we have to send it to Global Fund for Children. Then after that, you know, we'll share it on our website, on our Facebook page, which is a very active space, on our Twitter feed, and we also have a very vibrant list of, of uh, our mentors and other supporters. So ideally, all the stuff we produce here, we share it in those channels. Great, great. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit? I know that um, people who are listening and are watching are now very as excited as I am about actually Dada and about the work that you're doing. So. You know, if people are interested in supporting or in learning more about Akili Dada and your work um, around supporting feminist leadership in Africa, how can they reach you? So they, you can check us out on our website. Our link is uh, www.akilidada.org. And you can email me on, uh, my, my email is purity at akilidada.org. You can reach us uh, through our Twitter account, Twitter handle, sorry, which is at Akili Dada. And our Facebook page is uh, uh, facebook.com slash Akili Dada. Mm. Yeah, and on our website, you will see that we have uh, the various ways in which you can support Akili Dada. Awesome, awesome. Now I know that you, um, you're like me. You love music, and I, and I, what I said about the show is that I wanted to ensure that we integrated, you know, progressive, positive music, um, particularly of women artists that um, we wanted to kind of also elevate um, on a global platform to all the people watching and listening to the show. So this week, I'm really excited that the artist that we will be sharing, her name is Sarah Mitaru. And she's been described as a Kenyan Afrofusion singer-songwriter, musician, singer-activist, and UN ambassador. Um, and this week we will be playing a clip from her song called Make Way. Um, and it's one of my personal favorites of, of Sarah's. So um, I just wanted to share that with the listeners and then we can discuss the music a little bit more. So we'll just play a quick clip um, and, and see what everyone thinks of the song. Thank you. 
uh, you know, people have have written. I mean, there's graffiti. Like if you go to the city center, there are lots of graffitis that just uh, depict how like our our um, immediate uh, uh, former parliament members. Mm -hmm. well, you know, every other day they are, they want a salary uh, raise, mm -hmm. and you're like, really, we are over that. <laughs> <laughs> and there are all these graffiti saying, all oh, these vultures, you know, they 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 are they are raping us and things like those. And you know, these things are still out there in the open. So there right. has been a lot of messaging around, you know, in various forms that has really targeted the youth. There has been a lot of um, also TV promos and radio promos, mm -hmm. things like those that have just been very focused on the youth. And I think they really did pay off. Because okay. even, even as, sorry, just to finish, even as we went to vote on March 4th, uh, what, I mean, the government was really prepared, you know, mm -hmm. hand on uh, youth and anyone who looks like they want to cause trouble. And right. one of the places that was really a hot spot in 2007 was uh, one of the slum areas called Kibira. Mm -hmm. And so between, I think sometimes early, before March 4th, there were, you know, if you went around the area, there were policemen all over, armed, others in plain clothes, just waiting. And you know, we went to vote. I'm sure you may have seen the photos on the internet of the long queues, mm -hmm. queuing for hours and hours to vote. And there was no, there was no disturbance, no violence in Kibera. That day, you know, people went to court to challenge the election results. Then the ruling came. Still, Kibera was peaceful, and so was many other parts of the country. Right. Mm -hmm a result of um, some of the messaging um, that was done. Right. I think that, that's, I mean, I think that that's, that's amazing. And, and it's definitely something that next week's show is actually, we're going to talk a lot more about that, the, um, talking about how effective activist artists are in Africa. And particularly, I think, how um, we will be looking at it from the perspective of how within feminist movements we embrace you know, the arts, and we we kind of use that to, to fuel our movement building and our, our conversation around women's rights. You know, are we engaging artists? Um, so I'm very excited that you brought that up and definitely something that we want to um, follow up on next week. I know we're running out of time, but I cannot end the show without asking you a little bit about your passion, which I know is, is fashion design. Um, and that's something that we haven't really talked about yet on the show. So you yes. you say that you're a moonlighting fashion designer. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I call it moonlighting because half of it, or at least ninety eight percent, really not half, is 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 in my head. Because I bring stuff, I put it down on paper, and then I just I end up taking it to my friend who now turns my design into clothes. Mm -hmm. But I think in the recent maybe. It's not so recent thing, and it's more than a year that I've been thinking around putting this, um, you know, into practice. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the process of getting a sewing machine. I'd gone to enroll for a class, and I thought I really don't need to go to a class. I know how to do this thing. Right. I can do it. And of course, the internet is your friend. So mm -hmm. I spend a lot, a lot of time when I'm uh, in my free time to just check out, you know, new trends and new designs and, you know, just learn from people. 
that are already doing I know, you know that I believe that when you speak something into being, it will happen. So, where yes. should we look yes. out for the new line from Purity? <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm really, you know, putting myself to task that at least by the end of, uh, towards the end of this, around maybe October, November, I should have put my house in order. You know, gotten the right machine and started doing something. Cause, awesome. You know, yeah. Awesome, Maybe awesome. Of the time, my friend does it for me because she already has a shop that's running. So all mm. I do is go there with my ideas and then she makes stuff for me. But now I want to start doing this stuff for me, for myself and for people. And especially because I realize that I have the natural flair for good things. So <laughs> I decided not to... Yeah, what's the word? Just to make use of that, really. Because mm-hmm. the way I put my clothes together, the things I choose to buy, many people will say, but how did you even pick that? That looks so weird in a nice way. And many mm-hmm. people will say, so where can I get things like this? I really like your style. So I've decided to start styling before. So, I love it. October. Mm. I love it. So everyone who's watching the show, you heard it here first. Um, Purity's line should be, you know, launched and, you know, going up and running by November. She's also a stylist. So any young fashionistas in Nairobi looking for a stylist, Purity is your is your lady. Um, but before before we wrap up, and I'm so, so glad that you were able to join us. You know, the point of this show is just to give people a snippet of what, young women are doing all over the world and to really show, you know, the connections between our lives as activists, as artists, and, and all the various things that we do and we're passionate about. Um, but before we leave, I'm going to ask you to leave us with a takeaway, something positive that can energize those of us that think, you know, it's Thursday, we're trying to make it to Friday, you know, leave us with something that we can take with us. Um, so I, uh, I'm not sure I got your question right. If you can leave us with a quote or something that is positive that will help take us through the rest of the week. Okay. So one of my favorite quotes is, um, you cannot blame the mirror for for your looks more than you can blame your character for your circumstances. Hmm. So is that, is that a proverb? Is that? I think it's a Francis of Assis who said that. So it can okay. be a proverb, right? Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Purity. I'm really, really excited that you came on the show. You're my second in this guinea pig experiment of Young Women Speak Out, and I'm so excited that you were able to join us. Um, you brought up a lot of things on the show, different resources. You mentioned different things. For all the people listening, just to let you know, we will be posting links to the Achille Dada website. We'll be posting links to um, various resources that were mentioned on the show so that you can follow that, not to worry. Um, And again, to thank Purity for coming on the show, to thank Sylvia Global Media Network for hosting this show, um, for asking us to, you know, young women speak out. Next week, I'm really excited. I will be joined by Nana Darkoa Sikiyama, an African feminist activist, communications professional, and writer based in Accra, Ghana. Um, We'll be talking about sex, popular culture, and the role of activist artists in Africa. 
Um, so please do join me next Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern on sylviaglobal.com. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And thank you again, Purity. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.